0: have a little bit of a marvel on we i think already like there are marvel movies where i think they're no like like, we no that's that's actually like or malaise like that that's actually like the word i'm looking for you get
1: get major scrabble points for that one that was a big word
2: (laughs) big word for this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 461 with a review of Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we're gathered here to talk about the latest partnership between Sony and Marvel. This is, you know, this actually sits... Inside the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, We're talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, this is the first film of the new Spider-Man, and uh, in honor of, of him, uh, let's go ahead and start off by asking <laughs> you guys, uh, who in the film series that has uh, happened so far, who do you think was the best Spider-Man? First, first of all, lo-
1: like, just... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so glad we're honoring Spider-Man. I yeah, mean. I was going to say, I just wanted to he thank just, you for... It's been too
0: long. <laughs> finally taking a moment to honor Spider-Man. Yeah, pour one I mean, out.
2: Hey, I mean, he's he's helping old ladies, getting churros, <laughs> <I know. laughs> stopping bike thieves.
1: Mm-hmm. He's dancing with a emo haircut. Yeah, Can and you? we
0: can't forget that like Spider-Man has physical problems, but he also has gone through some mental challenges, too, like in... Spider Man yeah. 3, and like he came out the other side a better person for it. So we did oh, it. Totally. Yeah. It was good to honor him.
2: But, anyways, uh, now you guys are done berating me for my choice of words. <laughs> Let's get to the gosh dang question at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Miller. Gosh dang. Who who do, who done played the best Spider Man? Who, who wore it better? <laughs> yeah, who wore it better? Actually, yeah. I mean, did, to, Toby was better? on Fleek. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> on, he honestly, was lit.
0: I, I have a very kind of. Either controversial or boring, depending on your stance in the Spider-Man universe <laughs> opinion, which is, first of all, I think all three major Spider-Men have been, like, pretty good at it. Like, I'll go to bat for Andrew Garfield any day of the week. I think he was a great Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire was a classic. Like, of course, now in the lens of 2017 <laughs> superhero movies, I look back kind of laughingly about it. But it was a different time. Like, it was a different How kind of movie. Um, and, <laughs> of course, uh, Tom Holland. That's this guy's name? Yeah. Right? Tom Holland I think is a phenomenal Spider-Man spoilers for my feeling about Spider-Man. Uh, I don't I know I even suggested this question but I don't I don't want to rate them. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't technically ask you to like don't stack, make me rank, do it. rank them I'm, or how, anything like that. I'm just saying which is the best. All right. Gun, I'm actually going to say, head.
0: I think Tom, Tom will grow into it, but I'm going to say Andrew Garfield is actually the best Spider-Man. I think, like, his behavior when he fights villains and stuff is the most comic booky and the most true to the tone of it. And I just dug the hair. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about you, Carson?
1: Um, uh, First of all, I just want to to remind everyone uh, and make everyone feel old. But uh, Spider-Man 3 turned 10 years old this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, um, I mean, I'm kind of with Steven. Like, I haven't had a problem with any of the Spider Mans. Like, I I thought that the the cast for the Amazing Spider Mans was really good. Um, it's just those movies weren't good. Um, yeah, I like Tobey Maguire. I mean, I really like the the Sam Raimi Spider Mans. I. You know, I, I'm sure Chris thought I was trolling him earlier, but like I legitimately think that Spider-Man Three is underrated. Like, I didn't have a, <laughs> no, I didn't, I, have
2: a, I, I didn't think you were trolling me. I know yeah. that you have this whack opinion. He no, just thinks I,
1: you're a troll. I, <laughs> I, yes, <laughs> but no, like I, I don't know. Like I didn't think it was that bad. Like when when it came out, and I think over time, like I remember catching it on TV a couple years ago, and I was like, I, it's 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 still fun. Like it's. um I don't know, I feel like after the, I feel like they kind of hit the peak in Spider-Man 2, you know, and that's kind of the one that's uh, regarded as the best of those three, and um, I kind of liked when, I kind of like the idea, or the fact that Sam Raimi just went full camp in the third one. Um, I don't know, so it it has its charms, obviously. Um, Yeah, and I like Tom Holland. I, I mean, I liked him in Civil Bro. Um, he was one of the the few good parts of that movie. His his portrayal his portrayal of Spider Man.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for me, if I have to look at the the three spiders, Man, um, I would definitely have to say Tom Holland is my favorite. And uh, I don't have to justify that yet, because we're about to review this film. But uh, let's just say that he. Uh, he definitely slung in there to the list and was able to knock out Andrew Garfield, who previously I thought was a better Spider uh, Spider Man than Spider Tony Person. Yeah, spider it's Person. He's yeah, yeah. just he's just um, really into Spider Men, like just all about the Spider Man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think Tom Holland has this like energy to him and a a level of excitement to being Spider Man that the other people, their characters seem to miss, right? Um, And, yeah, I think that's pretty exciting Mm -hmm. for the character. So, without further ado, should we get into the review, guys? Yes. Cool. We're going to take a listen to the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming, and then we're going to come back and give you that review.
1: What's up, guys? Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. I can tell Hulk gives it away. Oh, that was awesome.
0: Is Liz get a new top? No, we've seen that before. Never with that skirt. she probably stop staring before it gets creepy, though. Yeah.
1: Too late. You guys are losers. So to become an Avenger, are there like trials or an interview? Just
0: don't do anything I would do. And definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a little gray area in there and that's where you operate. Oh. Alright. That's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. Alright, kid. Good luck out there. I'm feeling rough. I'm feeling rough. Listen, I know school sucks. Peter. You still with us? Uh yeah, yeah. I know you want to save the world. You're not ready yet. You're the Spider-Man.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. This is just a costume. This is. You're on the ceiling.
0: Stay close to the ground. And stay out of trouble. Forget the flying monster guy. There are people who handle this sort of thing. Oh, shit, could have been treating me like a kid all the time. But you are a kid. This is my chance to prove myself.
1: Peter, what is going on with you? I'm really sorry. I'm so busy. I'm slammed.
2: Don't mess with me. Because I will kill you and everybody you love. All right, so that was the trailer for Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, this film decides to just throw out the need for a origin story, and it picks up with Tony Stark trying to shepherd young, Spider-Man, or young Peter Parker into the role of Spider-Man, gives him a new suit, and he has to sort of get used to this life um, with the aspirations to become an Avenger eventually, but, you know, starting low to the ground and maybe working his way up. Um, so... Let's just start off and get into this. Stephen Miller, what did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming?
0: So I have a few different opinions on this. So I'm going to start just by saying, like, this was great. It's going to get a must-see for me. I had a really good time with this movie. It's super
1: fun. Wait, wait, are you going to say that it was awesome, but it's not a good movie like Chris did with Baby Driver? <laughs>
0: no, no, no. <laughs> no, because I, I didn't say it. was. I'm going gonna, gonna to end the Skype call, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is not what I'm going to say. It's just that I'm going to loop in, like, two other things that, like, might hamper my feelings about it. So I just want to, like, and, front load it with the and, fact that no matter what I say, like, like this was a great movie. And
2: also, let's back up for a second. I think those were my words, but I think I think I said, but I don't know if it was a good movie, not that it was a bad movie. It depends
0: on what the diff- definition of was is. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I interpreted
1: it as... Uh, a kind of war of two Schneezy's arrival type of deal. <laughs> yeah, like his arrival. Fight. Yeah,
2: this, this a, year's it, it this was, year's arrival. <laughs> it was a drivel. <laughs> 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 Anyways, go on, Stephen. Okay, so so
0: I'll start with like good stuff just to make it obvious. I thought this was like it hit the Spider-Man feel perfectly. It was fun. It was funny. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It doesn't inflate the stakes too high. Like it knows how to keep it sufficiently small. Uh, Tom Holland is a phenomenal Spider-Man character. He really gets the kind of, like, the youthful excitement. And it, he has the quippiness, but it's it makes more sense. It's like he's younger and he's coming into himself as he's becoming Spider-Man. Um, and I also thought, like, even though this movie leans heavily on its Marvel collect- connection for pretty much everything, it didn't feel like it was, like, resting on its laurels. Like, it didn't aggravate me at all that it was bringing in the broader Marvel universe. It still felt like completely spider-man and completely its own thing um i think i've said this before i'll eliminate the spoiler half of it but i think this is at least the second best movie where michael keaton gets in a bird suit and flies through new york um <laughs> it, like yeah it, this was a super fun spider-man movie uh two things that impacted my viewing one i was surrounded by a handful of people who i won't call them spence but they were definitely like on their way to being spence uh i went to a 10 45 PM showing of this. Uh, the guy next to me, as the movie began, his order arrived and it was an ice bucket with six Miller High Life bottles in it.
2: <laughs> which who fucking serves? Like if you if you place that order even mm-hmm. at Alamo, if you're like, hey, six Miller High Lives, I would be like, um, I
1: was gonna say this two
2: per person.
1: Yeah, this this sounds too trashy for the Fat House. That I I don't know Miller why Light. Alamo. I don't know why Alamo allowed this because it was the
0: Fat House. Um. But, like, that just set the tone. Travesty. By by High Life number two, like, he was soaring pretty high also. He was definitely, like, chiming in with Spider-Man. And even his laugh was annoying. But he he would just vibe. Like, (laughs) you would not believe when Donald Glover came on screen how many people were like, That's Childish Gambino you got. Childish Gambino. guy. hey, 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 hey. Childish Gambino's on screen. It's like, yeah, we get it. Everyone knows who he is. Shut the fuck up and enjoy (laughs) Spider-Man. This is what I imagine The Fat House to be every showing, though. No, no. It's usually, like, (laughs) silent. People are very,
1: very polite in the movie. That's why Um, I go to the movies at, like, 9 in the morning. (laughs)
0: Yeah, but... so, So that kind of crowd has a weird effect on you where... When a movie is being funny and fun and their response is dumb you don't want it to be fun anymore. Yeah. So I had this kind of like rooting <laughs> against it where I was like, look, that was really funny, but don't make another laugh because if I hear this guy go, <laughs> one more time, I'm going to blow my brains out.
2: Yeah, it's like a weird <laughs> thing where like they are clearly dumb. And if they're laughing at it, you feel like, well, I must be dumb too. Yeah, I know. So I'm going to not think this is funny. Yeah,
0: so so that was working against it a little bit. And the other thing that I've kind of mentioned before is I have, I have a little bit of a Marvel ennui, I think already, like there are oh, Marvel whoa. movies where I think they're... No, ah, like, like we. No, that, that's actually like, or malaise, like that, that's actually like the word I'm looking <laughs> no, for.
1: You get major Scrabble points for that I, one. That was a big word. <laughs> big word for like, this.
0: It, it's one of those things where I've been through so many of them and it's still joyful and it's still fun and I see all the fun that's happening, but there's a little part of me that like, just can't embrace it the way I could on, like, Marvel movie number one. Like, there's something now where even when it's at its peak and I'm having a blast, like, there's just a part of me that is, like, I've had this kind of fun before. And I can't point to any flaws in this movie. It's just, like, maybe 300 superhero movies is my breaking point (laughs) where, like, I suddenly have a limit where superhero film can't go beyond, like, some threshold for me. So for what it was, I thought this was hilarious and fun and a total blast and like definitely worth seeking out. I just like I, I can't hit quite the high notes that I want to, and I don't think it's the fault of the movie. I think it's the fault of the bearded dude sitting next to me.
2: <laughs> well, I got a beard shame, him, bro. <laughs> oh no,
0: I didn't say neck beard. I just said beard.
2: <laughs> ah, all right. So Carson, <laughs> this is the part. Where you, you either celebrate the film or you shock us with with your ability to hate on things that people love.
1: I, do I have to recap my stance on uh, Marvel again?
2: Because
1: <laughs> I think Chris also we seemed know to forget. we know
2: you love Iron Man three. We get it, <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely we couldn't hate. Even... Go ahead.
1: No, yeah, but you couldn't even remember that. Uh, the like, Gar- I like Guardians two more than uh, more than you. Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. We yeah. even
0: talked
1: about this yeah,
0: on Gar- the podcast in the last episode I think. But
2: Guardians Guardians is like an anomaly I think in this film universe, right? I think I think, well, I, think it, I think it's crazy enough plus you got the James Gunn thing going on like yeah, I think there's yeah, enough I mean, stuff that in in the Carson Wheelhouse that yeah. it's it like I I don't count those as it's, things it's de- that you could hate.
1: It's definitely the most those are the most standalone of the Marvel movies um so i i wasn't that stoked to see another spider-man like and also um i only i mean i I don't i don't know if this was in any of the other like trailers or marketing or whatever like i just am basing it off the the first like full trailer that i saw for this but like i just was really not sold on that trailer and i was like I, i was like i don't like I don't know. I just wasn't excited. It was just like, oh well, like, hey, Spider Man is back, and this time, you know, we can have Iron Man show up, um, <laughs> and like it didn't. I don't know. Like, so it's just something about it, I was just like not excited, even though I, I kind of, I mean, and if you remember, um, when I talked about uh, Cop Car, when I put that on my top <laughs> ten list, um, who I forget? said I was, I said I was excited that john watts the director was was gonna take on spider-man and i was like and and then i started seeing like the you know the trailers and stuff and i was like ah like it kind of seems like he just did his you know couple indie movies and now he's you know he's got the big ticket and he's just gonna he's just gonna be you know blockbuster shillin for you know this time mm-hmm. out Um, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised to, uh, the fact that, that he really pulled through like his, I feel like his voice came, came through like wholeheartedly. Like I, 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 um, I mean, and also like kind of in retrospect and what I was kind of hoping for was that like, you know, Sony and Marvel, they were marketing this movie with, heavily with Iron Man to get people excited that like, oh, Hey, like the Spider-Man is different, you know, forget those Andrew Garfield ones. This is like a whole new thing. Like he's actually a part of the universe. Now the UN might make an appearance. (laughs) Um, So yeah, like I think, you know, obviously it makes sense that they wanted to really highlight that because, um, but I was, you know, kind of deep down hoping that uh, it wasn't going to be that way. Um, So I was, I was, uh, uh, my my fears were alleviated pretty early on in the movie. Um, it was kind of the same same thing like that I had earlier this year, where I did not want to see a live action Beauty and the Beast at all. Like I thought that was going to be a total slog, and I was like, <laughs> this movie is actually a, a pretty fun party. Um, and and so I was just very happy Spider Man Homecoming, emphasis on the coming, because it was very excitable. Um, <laughs> That's the I, one. I, So, I was just really happy that, um, that, uh, you know, like that, that, that the movie felt like it had a voice. It just didn't feel like the next movie. And obviously, like, I gravitate more towards the Marvel movies that feel more distinct and not just like, oh, hey, like, remember the Avengers and shit. Like, and I think that, like, the most impressive thing about this movie is that it does reference the Avengers and the previous movie, like a lot, but it still feels very standalone. Like it still feels like its own thing. Um, but it's funny
2: that they, they almost cheated with the way they did that because literally Iron Man is keeping him from the Avengers. <laughs> like the entire film, Iron Man's yeah. like, no kid, you're not ready. And it's like, they're, they're referencing by intentionally unreferencing, right? Like they're like removing this story from everything it could be connected to on purpose to keep it separate but but like, in keeping it apart, you're keeping it together. I I don't know. I, I love the way that was handled.
1: Yeah, like I I mean, but there there was a lot of referencing of like, oh hey, like the Avengers are you you know, or, oh I'm working for Stark Industries and blah blah. Like there was a lot of, of connective tissue to the other uh, movies, at least yeah. the like Civil Bro and the Avengers and stuff. Like, um, so I I was I was very. Uh, very happy that like it didn't get too bogged down on that like that didn't distract anything from the rest of the movie because i think uh it's very apparent in like the first five minutes of this movie that it, it has like more uh character moments and stuff than like any you know kind of blockbuster movie like of late like it's just it really like they really did a great job of of creating like a a a, a believable Peter Parker who actually, you know, looks and and acts like he's in high school. Like I know, uh, I mean, I bought Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garvin, but it's like Tobey Maguire was like 27. You know, he was doing like the whole like, (laughs) oh, I'm in high
2: school. (laughs) Tobey Maguire was basically in 21 Jump Street if a superhero was going back to high school to try to find drugs. I remember because like that was I've said this before or tried to
1: explain it before, but like that was back when like people like who you thought were people seem like people who were they, like Tom McGuire was young. He was like 25 or 6, but like he seems so much older um, and Tom Holland is like, you know, they I know he's like 21 or whatever, but in the movie he's playing 15 and like he's completely believable as a 15 or right? like he looks 15 and like acts like it and. Like, I think that his sort of uh, awkwardness and um, his very – is, like, in constant enthusiasm for being, like, a superhero. And anytime he's, you know, in the suit and, like, he's doing things, like, he's, like, constantly just like, oh, so cool, you know? Like, that to me is, like, from what I've heard is, like, the definitive Spider-Man is that, like, he's, you know, just, like, constantly – enthusiastic about being spider-man um which i think is you know that's i feel like i feel like that would be the normal reaction to most high schoolers who become superheroes i don't know like that just seems like a very totally believable comic book reaction um so i i mean i i think that uh so i had a lot of fun i thought the cast in this movie is definitely the best cast they've had for a spider-man movie like the all it's so well cast like down to like you know, we mentioned Donald Glover, like, and 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 like he, like he only has two scenes in this movie, but like he completely creates this very memorable character. Like all the characters, like Hannibal Burris is the gym coach,
2: and like he <laughs> okay. also,
1: he also has two scenes, and it was like totally he's playing fine. His
2: cameo from every other movie that he's in.
1: <laughs> I mean, like it's like I feel like in a lesser movie, I'd be like, oh, I wanted more of of him, or you know, more of that character, but. Even with, like, two scenes only and, and you know, some characters have a couple lines here and there, like, it still doesn't feel like they're wasted. Like, it, it feels like – and it also makes you want to see more of it where you're like, oh, okay, like, they're clearly going to get, you know, more time in the sequel and, you know, they're setting this up and blah, blah, blah. I mean, like – but it just it, – it didn't feel like anyone was wasted and I thought that was uh, – I thought that was really good. Um, so – the, oh, the, the kid who plays um, his friend, Ned, that, I think he walked away with, like, the whole movie. He's
0: definitely up there. That, yeah, that is a well-cast character. Though, really, all the kids he's around, I think, are pretty perfect for
1: their role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I... I mean, that's what I really liked about Cop Car was that, like, you know, there's two kids in that who are the leads, and, like, they didn't feel like like kid actors now. Like, they felt like older kid actors. Like, they didn't have this, like annoying presence and stuff and i feel like he john watts is like really good at he kind of has this like Shane black quality where he's like good at directing child actors and and knowing like which ones are going to work and stuff um because like all the all the the kids in this are like really well done like dude the fucking the kid the kid from beasts of no nation gets like two lines he's like one of the he's one of the um the kids on the like debate team or whatever Mm -hmm. and like like even he has like maybe like two or three lines but they're all like super funny like it's just everything like like no part is wasted um so i i really like was just very happy that like i you know that like his his ability to like direct kids and to have like a really strong like uh like a John Hughes Amblin coming of age type of feel, which I like that was like totally present in his other movies and like and I'm glad that he that carried over to this. Like and it especially worked like with all the high school setting and stuff. And um yeah, so I again I was I had a I had a complete a complete blast with the movie and, and I really just was happy to see you know that it didn't just become like another Kind of bland, you know, like visionless movie, like a civil bro. <laughs> I'm,
2: gl- I'm glad it didn't get civil bro broed. <laughs> uh, aren't we all? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, as as I mentioned before at, at the beginning during our opening question, uh, I think Tom Holland is great as Spider Man. I think I think this is the definitive Spider Man. I'm uh, I just everything about how this, like, I feel like. Peter Parker – the character Peter Parker's excitement over becoming Spider-Man and potentially joining the Avengers is the same as I feel Tom Holland in real life is being able to play Spider-Man. Like I feel like – I feel like he's almost not even acting. Like he's just running around in the suit and thinks he's actually Spider-Man and he's just stoked to be part of the project. And and I just – Every every second he's on screen, which is most of it, because he's Spider Man and the movie's called Spider Man. It just he 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 oozes this level of of enjoyment and fun that makes it impossible to not love this kid in this role. And I think in general, uh, the film itself as a whole, I think they did amazing things with it. I mean, yes, obviously it it seemed like on some level they were. Pushing the idea of Tony Stark being in this film to try to bring people back to a not uh, not solely Marvel version of Spider-Man, and go like, no, no, guys, look, this is all coming back together. Please come back and see this. Iron Man's in it. It's going to be great. And I think that it doesn't feel like they just inserted uh, they they, did, they just inserted Tony Stark into the film just for fun to try to bring people to the theater. It really feels like they utilized him in an incredible way, like this version of Spider-Man is defined by the suit that Tony gives him. And I think that like yes, it, it's also the personality of the character, but I think that like a lot of the way that personality is able to shine is him learning the things and wanting to use the tech that that Tony gives him. And I think that there's something really awesome about this suit and some of the, the other features that kind of come about um, from the suit moving forward through this film. And I guess we can maybe save stuff to a later uh, spoiler section or something to actually talk about it more in depth. But I just thought it was an incredible, amazing thing to do to this character that made uh, everything from exposition to just like moments of con combat, more interesting and more fun because there was a way to kind of talk about the scene as it was happening. That was not just a kid narrating his fighting as he's doing it like whoa he almost punched me like you know like there was a level where that would get really cheesy but i think the way it works is is perfect and it's it's in that way simply because of the context for what the suit is who it came from and and what this kid is trying to do uh another thing i love about this film is just the way it 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 stayed small and how the villain of this film is in a lot of ways, the, the best, most interesting villain that we've had in this universe so far, because it's not just like some person with a bunch of power being power hungry, doing his thing like this character was put in a situation that was very bad for him. And he, you know, like did a lot to try to get control of his situation. And he in his head was not hurting anybody and in fact he wasn't hurting anybody at the start of this 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 path that he put himself on like he was he was basically getting back for a like a job that was taken from him that left him in a bad place he was only he he was robbing uh pieces from alien civilizations that was trash like it would be like if if uh somebody was doing heist stealing things out of the back of garbage trucks and than just taking it and storing it in a warehouse, right? Like, well, it the,
0: depends at, what they do with the thing.
2: True, true. But, I, but I mean, at the beginning of, of the thing, it was like, "Hey, we're going to do these things." But most of the stuff they were making were just a way to get more stuff and sell it off, right? It was later when they start building weapons and bad things that are that are bad for us. But it's it feels like. It feels like uh, the vulture or whatever his name is, like, starts off not wanting to hurt people, right? Like, at least not directly himself, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Most of his things are set up so that he can get in, get out without actually engaging in, in an enemy. And, and I think that there is something very compelling of a narrative in which a person is trying to be the best ver- version of bad. They, like, hurt the least amount of people but just try to survive. And then the, that gets sort of thrown – a wrench is thrown in that, a spidey wrench is thrown in that. And then he sort of becomes a villain as opposed to this guy who's like, oh, I'm just terrorizing the city because I am villain. Ha 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 ha. Oh no superhero. I'll fight him. Um, so I loved I loved the way they handled that. And obviously there's some some twists and turns with uh different things related to the bad guys in the story, but uh it I, I just the entire time I was watching this film. I was just constantly like stoked about what I was seeing and be like, "This is awesome! This is awesome! This is awesome! Oh my god, this is awesome!" Um, everything down from like the joke about how Aunt May is so hot is like mm-hmm. everything about this film is just is just uh, a terrific, fun ride, and it's like impossible to hate. I think.
0: I would agree with that. I haven't heard anyone who hates this movie yet. Uh, I did want to bounce off like you mentioned how the his situation with the suit that Iron Man gave him yeah. makes the the fight choreography in particular more fun because he's, like, legitimately discovering things while he's doing the action. Yeah, And I definitely felt that, but I also wanted to mention that for a Marvel movie, this relied very little on fight sequences. Like, there are a few set pieces I can think of, but if any of them were longer than, like, six minutes, they didn't feel like it. Like, I, I really yeah. felt like this movie was so much more about him and his act of discovery and it never it never built up that kind of like big bad and big blue in the sky moment that makes these movies feel so empty. It was yeah. like fighting was a peripheral thing and without getting into spoilers, like it never became like the big save the world type of event. Like yeah, yeah. if anything, they were like mostly unnecessary, <laughs> like not for <laughs> the plot. I mean like just literally in this universe, they were like things that didn't always need to happen and it was just like his way yeah. of self-discovery. Uh, yeah, I thought that was fun. And I think that's what made this feel more fresh and less kind of well trodden than most of these Marvel superhero yeah. movies.
2: He does though, like wreck like half a neighborhood while he's trying to chase down that van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- I was I was
0: dreading the mini Age of Ultron lecture that we were gonna get here, and I yeah. was really <laughs> glad that it never happened.
1: They're gonna have to bring him into the UN. And black
2: SUVs. You destroyed five city blocks. Those blocks were already messed up i feel like is that a chris tucker movie i, I don't know i don't know don't remember <laughs> i feel like that might have been like rush hour or something
0: you destroyed half a city block that block was already messed up and you lost a lot of evidence still got a little bit left. anyways i, I also could, forgot could to hour. compliment michael keaton but i did really like his character here and i think he's the perfect actor to play this in a, did either of you guys see the founder i have not yeah. seen it. So I like. I thought that was a fairly underrated movie. Like I actually quite enjoyed it when I caught it on a plane like a month ago. Um, (laughs) With the plane caveat, I like everything more on a plane. (laughs) It is a good. It is like
2: the perfect plane movie. It's like the most parent movie ever. Mm -hmm. You should you should only watch movies in that Shattuck theater because it's basically the size of a plane. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, But anyway, his character in that is kind of a a guy who is a generally likable but scheming person who sets out basically to have a business and survive and becomes more cutthroat. But it is that kind of like slow descent where he's not like just a ridiculously evil guy. He's just a person who's willing to be a douchebag when push comes to shove. Yeah. And I thought like this movie was the perfect vehicle for him to do that.
2: Yeah. There's a great moment too with him where he, uh, he's trying to be a little villainous and he accidentally is a lot of villainous, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is pretty amazing
1: yeah i mean michael keaton's always so good because he's just uh i don't know he's just always seems like a a, a regular guy like a relatable guy um mm-hmm. he's so good at playing like the average joe that uh you believe him in when he's uh when he's a villain i mean i definitely think that he is the best villain that they've had in a marvel movie like uh as, certainly the the most well defined uh the most interesting because usually they're just you know it's like aliens or whatever, you know. It's like not anything that's like that great. I mean, uh, but in Guardians too, the the villain, what ended up being the villain, was was pretty good too. But I, I feel like in in Michael Keaton's case, like the like he definitely is like again, he's like kind of relatable. It's like oh, like I buy why this like guy was doing what he did, um, and I think that like. It was kinda cool to see like it come full circle, like the fact that like he was Batman so long ago and then made fun of Batman and superhero movies and Birdman and now he is a Birdman doing a lot of shades of Jack Nicholson, I would say, in this movie. <laughs> like it's it's really come full circle that he's now like the villain in a comic book movie. Um, especially the scene um when he first first meets up with tom holland there's a lot of really good stuff um a lot of very nicholson-esque yeah nicholson moments of acting uh so i i thought that was i thought he was like really cool like i like i said like the whole cast was like so it was just so well done and i do agree that like you know the the tony stark stuff tony stark stuff Uh, it's, it's well done. Like, it's totally well done. Like Robert Downey Jr. is of course, I mean, he's always good. Like I, for some reason I was the only one who laughed when he had that line where he was just like, he's like, yeah, he's like the real, the real journalists, not bloggers. (laughs) Like, I don't know why that was so funny. I don't, I don't know if it like cut too close to home uh, to some people (laughs) in the
0: theater, I, I was I, roaring at some extended riff about screwing the pooch and like nobody else
1: even laughed in the theater. <laughs> I
0: don't I don't know why I was the only person who thought it was hilarious.
1: But like he yeah, like none of his stuff feels forced or anything. Like it totally is natural with this movie and um and and like I and like I said like the like his part in the movie is very small. Like it's not it's not uh this big thing like they kind of made it out to be. And obviously like like we said like it you know you don't blame them for doing that but like his his role is is pretty limited uh in this movie uh and also talk about ballin uh you know for three days of work robert downey jr getting 15 million that's a hell of a payday <laughs> that's damn that's what when you're robert downey jr rich you can get 15 million for three days
2: um you so, really only work three days on this yeah that's pretty amazing uh, um but like i mean it was money well spent like i i think that uh but also could that be related because he was signed for x number of movies and he doesn't necessarily want to do all of those right so maybe no because
1: he he's off of his contract now like everything off got you yeah like everything since um avengers 2 i think he's he's done it all separately like he's been like the only actor to like negotiate on his own uh, gotcha. Which is why he gets like crazy paydays for each movie.
0: Like I think I read for Infinity Wars, he's getting like forty or fifty mil or something. Yeah,
1: he's getting like fifty million for both of them. Oh, for,
2: Okay, for both of them combined. For both, yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. for
1: three and four, or it's whatever. Not
2: that much then.
1: Uh, no, no. After taxes, that's like ten dollars. <laughs> you know, in California, in this economy. Um, <laughs> uh. But I. Uh. uh there's something else I was gonna say. I don't I don't remember. Um Oh, I think Tom Holland is like that. I think I don't think he's acting in this movie. Like I think he is that way. Yeah. Like in real life. Like I saw him on the Graham Norton show and like he like he, that's just like the whole time he was acting like that. Like Andy Circus came out uh and he was just he was also on the, the show to promote apes and like Tom Holland was just like, oh man, he's like I just wanna say Black Panther looks so cool, man. It looks gonna be so dope. <laughs> He's like, you look so good. It's gonna be wicked. Like, you know, I can't I can't do the accent, whatever. Uh but yeah, he's just like that's this is how he acts. Like he's just yeah. amazed by everything. Um Also, I mean I think it's in the trailer. we I I'm, I'm probably gonna get dumped, but like <laughs> uh chris evans also uh appears as captain america and like all of his stuff is really funny like yeah, it, yeah it's, it it's, it's inec- of,
0: inexorably tied to hannibal burris for me but yeah. that <laughs> whole shtick is wonderful oddly and, enough
2: he got 14 million for that <laughs>
1: <laughs> and like his um the bumper at the very end that was that was up there that was good yeah. That, that was up there with the end of Iron Man 3 and people walking out going, like, they didn't set up Thanos? It was like, oh, give, give Thanos a rest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, I, I, but that, it almost kind of made me sad because I was like, remember when Captain America was fun? Remember when he wasn't a gym bro? Like, that's what the- I, I, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, basically like, PC principal, the superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's Woo
0: woo! <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a shout out to John Favreau. I enjoyed him in this. Moment. Oh, he was
2: great too. Yeah. No, that that was my moment that I laughed that nobody else in my theater laughed when John Favreau was like, "I'm just happy I have this job."
0: Yeah. <laughs> like if that wasn't
1: meta, then
2: <laughs> no, for sure. That's why I was like, really, no, nobody else laughs. Okay.
1: It, he had so many like throwaway like sarcastic lines like the when they're in the hotel room and he's filming like uh, on his cell phone and uh i can't remember what the setup was but he's basically coming in to tell tom holland to shut up and he's just like he just has like the the throwaway line of like there's very thin walls here and like yeah. I, I thought it was so funny yeah it's
2: good times <laughs> um Yeah, you guys want to get to verdicts and then get to a spoiler section? Sure. All righty. Well, let's do verdicts. Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental, a pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
0: I mean, I showed my cars too early. Like, I already said (laughs) must-see. Definitely definitely must-see for this movie. I can't stress enough that, like, it is not Spider-Man's fault that I cannot get as excited about a Marvel movie as I could, like, The Big Sick or something else. Like, it. Like, that's my, that's my problem. That's on me. I don't blame Tom <laughs> Holland for this. The, this is definitely up there among the best Marvel movies. And definitely, I agree, best Marvel villain that I can think of. Though, you know, I think Loki is underrated. I think Loki is a pretty good villain, too. Uh, <laughs> Loki is a different more, villain. <laughs> in, in a very different, more comic booky way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. But awesome really, Spider-Man movie.
1: I don't really consider Loki to be a villain. Like, I he just doesn't feel like a villain to me. I know he has been, but... I don't know. He just seems more like a. Certainly in the yeah. th- in the Thor verse, maybe that you counts think give a spoiler. A
2: villain, tell that to Odin.
1: Yeah, I, I
0: don't think you can call it a spoiler because other Bird. movies have hinged on him being a villain already.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Carson, uh, what would you give it?
1: Uh, I definitely give it a must see. The other thing I, that I just remembered, I was that I thought of was that I like the fact that like Spider-Man wasn't a good superhero like in this movie. Like, there's a lot of him failing um like when he's swinging around like you know he he you know his web breaks like he doesn't have anything to shoot webs onto so he's running across yeah. a golf course like there's that, a that lot was of-
2: a great moment where he gets to the end of that clearing and goes <laughs> oh there's shoot
0: a, that was one of my beard bro moments though like the guy uh, enjoyed it like uh- <laughs> a little too much
2: Yeah. Yeah. But he was like Uh,
0: High Life number five by then. So I can't blame him. I
2: actually thought they were going to do a callback because in the earlier scene, his buddy is like, Do you ever just shoot your web and see how far it goes? So I thought they might have a callback later on where he was like re explaining what had happened and be like, Yeah. And then I shot it and then it went like for this far. But they didn't. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) The callback to him being
1: um, the guy in the chair, though, I thought was the most satisfying callback. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I was like mentally fist pumping because I was just like, I didn't think they were going to go there and they did. And I was like, that's, (laughs) that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Well, you did. Anyway, I gave it a must see, so you should see it for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So I give it a must see as well. This is definitely in my book, the best Spider-Man film and it is among the best Marvel films and it's among the best films that is, it has been out this summer. Um, so it's definitely worth seeing. And if you were even hesitating um, about saying it, uh, go to the theater and see it. Because it is super awesome. And I uh, loved it. Yeah. So, boom.
1: Oh, I do remember before I cut out that uh, Stephen just didn't like it because, you know, Tom Holland, he's no Tom Courtney. I mean... Right. When it com- yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to Tom's, I mean, come on. There's no comparison. Look, like, no. like
0: uh, smoke didn't get in my eyes in this movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, Tom Holland in his underwear in this movie didn't didn't even come close to. I mean, I don't even think he's a Tom Hiddleston. Apparently, so <laughs> no, he's not there's even just a, a war Hiddleston. of
0: Tom's going on in my head.
1: There's so many Tom's, just like there's so many Chris's in these
2: Marvel universe mm-hmm. movies,
0: and too many
1: Spences.
2: Yeah, <laughs> too many Spences in all of them. All right. Uh, well, we're going to close this episode out uh, before we get into spoilers. So, Stephen, why do just let everybody know where they can find you throughout the week if they want to?
0: Uh, you can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
2: Uh, Carson, is there one day going to be a place people can find you?
1: Uh, you can find me on zanga.com slash clown. They're <laughs> available on VOD and Netflix. <laughs>
2: that Please. you very long are there underscores Please. in
1: there or it's just like
0: all one one uh, block of letters
1: there's an underscore after all the pleases there's three pleases and there's three underscores so don't forget
2: that cool well people can find me at com or twitter.com slash IRL um yeah do I usually do a full close up before spoilers I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> who knows <laughs> I tune out <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, if people want to find these episodes when they go up and stuff, you can find them over at thespoilerwarning.com. We'll announce when the episodes are live at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Spider-Man: Homecoming. So hopefully you're enjoying that. That music is playing now. We are going to take off for a quick, quick, quick moment. The music's going to fade up, and when that music fades out, we will be in full-blown spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film yet, go watch it. Come back, listen to the rest of the episode, and uh, yeah, see you in a bit. All right, so this is spoiler territory. It's the after part of our review for Spider-Man Homecoming. This is full-blown spoilers. Um, so if you don't want anything spoiled about uh, all this stuff, then, uh, as I said before the break, go watch the movie, come back, listen to this. All right, so anyways, um, I guess the, 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 the quick... Quick, quick, brief spoilers, um, which I guess is not really too much of a spoiler, but it's still a cool discovery moment. Um, when uh, when Peter has his little buddy um, uh, take off the training wheels protocol, and it boots up, and you got Jennifer Connelly talking as his version of Jarvis, um, as he. Yeah, that that is. was a
1: nice. That was a nice touch that Marvel did.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but in, in general, though, like I think. I think the AI makes the superhero so much more interesting and so much more compelling. And I think that it's, you know, like you, you mentioned uh, before, before the little break here, Carson, about the callback to the guy in the chair. You know, he already has the guy in the chair, and it's Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> uh, like, I, I think it, it's definitely I don't, cool to have it. I
1: don't think Chris knows that. Paul Bettany. Steven, I don't think Chris knows that.
2: Paul Bettany is,
1: is married to Jennifer Connelly in real life. I, I don't think he knows. Th-
2: that, that's, <laughs> that's fine.
1: Because My, he was the voice of Jarvis. That's why it was cute.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I I get that it's cute. That has nothing to do with the point I'm trying to make here. Oh, okay. I didn't know. The point I'm trying to make is that regardless of cuteness or not, what is awesome about it is that like there is something just more interesting about... Him intera- instead of him interacting with himself and talking to himself like the character would do in much other things, like, oh, my God, I can't make that jump. Like, you have, like, this AI program that's that's talking with – like, I don't know. One of the things that has always made Tony Stark interesting is having Jarvis with him, interacting with him, right? And I think that they are basically turning Spider-Man into Iron Man just with different powers, but he's, he's going to be like the, the techno nerd guy who is going to be like, you know, up on the high end of the Avengers and try to make kind of making everything possible. And there's something really fun and exciting about, um, having him have the suit with the computer lady that he's talking to, um, which, it, which is just, it's cool. And, and like the suit itself has so many more powers than what we have seen in any of the Spider-Man's going forward, right before, like in all the other Spider-Man films, The suit is just a disguise, and Spider-Man's powers are pretty much contained to just web-slinging. And now we have this character who has all this extra cool shit that uh, it sort of makes it like every single encounter that he will have moving forward is going to be like a new potential thing. I mean, one of the – if I can split along to another series of cartoons that involved young kids in the lead roles – uh, doing cool things with powers that would be the Avatar series and the Legend of Korra. And one of the things that makes that show so great is it's not just like it's not like Dragon Ball Z where it's punch 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 Kamehameha punch 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 punch, punch Spirit Bomb and then the show's over, right? It, it's like a thing where every single encounter does something different, and uh, Spider Man has to use his skills and his webs in a new way that we haven't seen so far. And I think that everything. Like, even that scene where he just first, like, like the, the, the continual joke about going into, like, killing mode, or what I forget what it was called, yeah. but it's like, would you like to... Instant kill mode. Yeah, yeah, instant kill mode. He's like, what? No. It's like, <laughs> like, the eyes get all, like, beady and red, and he's like, no, well, no, no, disable instant kill mode. Like, there are things like that where it's like, why is that even in the suit? But it's just, it's so fun and so uh, interesting. Like, do you guys... Would you guys have preferred like a regular old Spider-Man or do you think this heightened, interesting techno Spider-Man is as exciting as I think?
0: Oh, I like heightened, interesting techno Spider-Man, but that has a lot to do with bootstrapping off of the humor of Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. Like like that kind of humor just applies very well to this new character. This is basically like if the kid from Iron Man 3 like grew grew up up. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like this (laughs) is basically that joy again, right. Of getting an apprentice in Tony Stark's madness, who hopefully has like more of an innocent nature and firmer moral compass.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um,
1: I I liked it. I liked that, that, I mean, it, I feel like it, it might not have worked in a, in a lesser movie, but it made sense in this movie that, that he, he would just have this like Jarvis, like, uh, AI system in his suit um like tony stark does yeah. um I, and i thought all of his interactions with with uh with her were really funny like the whole scene where he's like trapped in the warehouse was a yeah, yeah. uh, really yeah. funny sequence uh, yeah and like it just uh i feel like they did enough things where they distinguished it and made it its own thing uh apart from from jarvis
2: yeah yeah and it, it is interesting too because in I might be misremembering now, but I feel like in both Spider-Man films, there was a there there were situations that caused Spider-Man to lose his powers. It was definitely in the Toby one, but I feel like oh, Andy yeah, Garfield yeah, yeah. also went through something weird where he temporarily uh, lost his powers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't remember they they don't <laughs> they do the same thing here, but they make it different in that like he ha- he always has his spider powers. But now he has these cool extra shit with the suit and then Tony takes the suit away from him and it's kind of like he doesn't have to like stop being emo so he can sling webs again and stick to walls still. Uh, It's just a thing where it's like, oh, I can do everything I could do before – but if I want the cool extra suit with the extra stuff that I've been relying on right now, then I have to get to a state where Tony will give it back. Like, I don't know. thought so that was like a, a, a more interesting way to handle that losing of powers that didn't feel like we're just losing powers again to retread the stuff that was in there before. Uh,
0: maybe um, this is a dumb question, but is it typical that Spider-Man shooting the web is a
1: function of his suit? It's uh, – No, uh, it's a- – he made it right. himself in the comics it was yeah, yeah. i think this is the first yeah. movie to portray spider-man uh with his like with his homemade suit like with the actual mm-hmm. web shooters that aren't like uh like organic to his body
2: yeah and that's the thing yeah. too is like he he's still supplying the cartridges of like spider goo um <laughs> yeah uh, i mean high school right yeah um <laughs> but but like the suit augments those in different ways like he because because even when he gets the cool suit he's it still seemed like he was using his shooter right that he had designed and it's just going through something else I could be wrong
1: wait when yeah, he had when he, when he had his own suit I I, I feel like the
2: suit because Tony it wasn't clear but it seems like even when he has a suit he still has to replace his cartridges himself so I feel like the suit has a bunch of stuff added to it but the suit just uses his cartridges. So I don't know if the suit is like an extension of the things that he wears, or if when he puts on his yeah, you know what I mean. I know, I know. Doesn't doesn't matter. I, I don't I, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> it's just the Apple headphone question of Spider-Man?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, and unfortunately, no one's here to answer it. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, so. Uh, let's move on to the next, uh, the, the the biggest twist in the film Mm -hmm. is the, the, the reveal that, uh, that Michael Keaton...
0: Wait, wait, can I do my Boom Goes the Dynamite now?
2: Do do your Boom Goes the Dynamite.
0: All right, so last week I saw a movie where Michael Keaton flies in a bird suit through New York while being the father of the primary love interest of (laughs) Spider-Man. But enough about Birdman, you guys. Boom Goes the
1: Dynamite. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so... (laughs) Um, But he was the father to Gwen Stacy in Birdman Who was the primary love interest interest. of
2: Andrew Garfield in the other film Okay,
1: we can cut that out
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, Stephen, I don't think that Carson quite understands I didn't get it, okay (laughs) That's why why it's cute (laughs) My eyes glazed over (laughs) Anyways, um, I thought that uh, I, I thought that reveal was particularly awesome, because like they do a little bit of misdirectingness in in the context of the story, because like Michael Keaton's sort of like, "Oh wait, he was here, and then he's here, and those kids from my class, And I thought like when he first opens the door, I legit thought that he put together that he had to be a member of the high school. And he must like this one girl because she was the one that got rescued <laughs> that and then so found out who she was. <laughs> it's so complicated, <laughs> but when he showed up, it took me a second to realize that he didn't know who he was yet, and I was like, mm. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm like, oh wait, oh shit
0: <laughs> would would it make me an asshole to say I called it like thirty minutes before it no. happened?" <laughs> I didn't call it out loud. I kept it inside. I saw glad... the ennui coming a mile away.
2: <laughs> I'm just glad that I wasn't in the theater with you so you could lean in and go like, I bet Michael Keane's dad. <laughs> it's a good
0: ennui voice. <laughs> I was still I, delighted it's... by the twist. I just happened to. Yeah, yeah. I, but... I
1: did not see it coming. I I legitimately did not see it coming. I didn't. Uh, I, and my my entire theater, like, ooh, for, like, a solid 45 seconds. Like, I'm no joke. My, like, my they, is... <laughs> like, When he opened that door, it was like, ooh, like, until they walked into the kitchen. I was like, no, no, wow. No, no, that,
2: that's what I was saying, is I, I had two woes. Because, like, when he first opened the door, I was like, oh, shit, he found her. And I was like, oh, he made her. <laughs> <laughs> he is the father. <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I thought that scene was inc- like awesome like just that drive in the car and the realization of like them realizing that they're on each other mm-hmm. was such a great moment because like you know the, the girl's just sitting in the back of the car like oh yeah i'm gonna go in try to be nice to him daddy mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh shit Dude, <laughs> like this is crazy
1: that was legit funny and sca- like the the way tom holland plays that scene when he first walks in uh is super funny where he's just kind of like giving her the corsage or whatever and he's like oh, you know take this and michael keaton is that's when he's really doing a full-on uh jack impression
2: or he's like chopping chan- vegetables he has like yeah. a giant like 10-inch <laughs> knife he's hand. got
1: this giant ass knife and he's like pointing it at him uh he's channeling full jack uh and then they're in the car later he fucking pulls a gun on him. Like, you do, <laughs> Like I don't even think Tom Holland saw it. I was like, holy shit. Michael Keaton see, just see, got a
2: straight-up gangster on him. That, that goes, That goes, like, th- this goes to, like, how awesome his character is, too, because, like, in his head, he's like, if I find out who Spider-Man is, I'm going to kill him because he's threatening my existence. And then, like, when he realizes who it is, he realizes that, like, hey, Spider-Man can't be... All-. Like, usually it's, like, the end of the movie when the character's like, well, you saved my daughter, so mm-hmm. I guess this time I won't hate you so much. Right? Like... This character in that moment is like, I really want to kill you right now, but you saved my daughter's life, and right now I'm saving your life. Go in the dance, just stay out of my way. Like th- this is that's like a moment of truth. Like Peter Parker had the option to be like, uh, just go back to life normally and everything will be okay. And they just know to stay out of their way, and then everything will be cool. And, and it's like there there was it was just, it was really interesting because like Michael Keaton doesn't really want to kill him. But he wants him out of his way, and he's like, "What if I can just, you know, like whatever? I don't, I don't care that you're dating my daughter. I we we disagree, but I'm gonna let you live." I, I right? Know, there- I
0: mean, I mean, it's the everyman in him, right? He's yeah, he's this yeah. dude who's like, "I'm a guy <laughs> from Queens. You're screwing up my business. I'm gonna have a frank talk with you." Like he's just a kid, yeah. but also I'm gonna do what needs doing if it happens.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And P.S. And- there's no fucking tonight. Otherwise, you're going to get this gun in your face.
2: And that was great. Like, show I don't my daughter want you slinging no webs tonight. <laughs> yeah. Show my daughter a good time, but not too good of a time.
1: The only money shot in your face is going to be this fucking bullet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's, uh, that's in the
1: unrated version. That's going to be on Blu-ray. Keep, keep your thorax in your pants, that's kid. That's the, the Jet <laughs>
2: Apatow version of the movie.
1: Keep your thorax in your pants uh spider humor always <laughs> always kills <sighs> so
2: yeah great twist <laughs>
0: yeah solid twist yeah it was no, a good, good it, it twist. It. like so that builds up to the final event which i thought maybe there would be an inciting incident somewhere where like spider-man really heroically saves a thing that needed saving but no <laughs> he doesn't like even the last thing is like it would have sucked to lose
1: the jet full of stuff yeah
2: Also, also, sorry. I'm gonna say this just for Carson's sake, right?
1: Oh, you're gonna say it was a lame ass jet or something?
2: No, no, no. What I'm gonna say is, why did Tony have to destroy all the suits if the ship was just gonna crash? Oh (laughs)
1: man! (laughs) Fuck your suits.
2: (laughs) I mean, shit. Plane just crashed, and there was at least one of the suits inside that plane. Boom! They're all gone now. Like, I didn't. He didn't have to blow them all up. He could have just took them to the Avenger base and then. (laughs)
1: He just Gun. made some. He just made some more because he's a badass. He could just make them. It's like bacon cookies for Tony Stark. You just pop them in the oven. They come out ten minutes. You know, he's a genius. I, I, do,
0: I do think it's a nice touch on Michael Keaton's character that, like, at the end of the movie, he doesn't give up who Spider Man is. Yeah, like that. That's a good Everyman.
2: But there, yeah. there's a there's a weird like. I don't get why he's so like he has that weird smile like I just did something clever <laughs> and it's like I don't I don't like I don't get whether he's proud of himself for doing the right thing or well, I, I I I
0: I mean he doesn't hate Spider Man in general. He personally hates that he got in the way of his business. Yeah. He doesn't like stand against him. It's not like he's just like an evil man.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just been like after he walks away. There's like this. <laughs> I think
0: that's <laughs> just his face. He couldn't turn off the Jack Nicholson so quickly. Gotcha. <laughs> I
1: did. I did like the. Uh, uh, I was gonna. I was reminded because I, you know, Chris mentioned that that the the uh, s- the scope of this movie. It felt very intimate. I like that aspect too, but it didn't. I thought it didn't feel like uh, small though like i thought it still felt very like big large scale and uh, as a movie it didn't feel like it was uh where it, where you're watching it and you're just like you know where did the money go like yeah it was like it was
2: large for the character not yeah. large for the universe as a whole
1: yeah the universe still felt big but the they focused they kept the action small um and i liked i thought all the action sequences were like really memorable like the the washington monument action scene was like was really cool uh the the visual of like that camouflage of tony stark's camouflage jet was cool um what was the other one that i don't know i can't remember but there was like it like all of the action scenes like they felt like they had like okay like you know, it felt like there was at least, like, an effort put into them where it was like, okay, like, this is going, like, there's going to be a defining thing about them, you know, there's going to be something you're going to uh, remember it by. E- even, like, the scene where the, uh, you know, he's saving everyone on the on the, on the the ferry, like, in the trailer, it just kind of looks like, oh, Spider-Man, because, like, I think in uh, Spider-Man <laughs> 2, remember in Spider-Man 2, he pulls the subways together, right? Like, mm-hmm. he did something like that, where he's, like, trying to hold two parts of a, large object together and i was yeah. like oh
2: this shit well, no again. no the the there's there's the scene where he's trying to stop the runaway train yeah that's and, he, and it, he's yeah. shooting the the buildings as they go by in the street and he's right, doing right, the same right. po- like jesus pose where he's yeah trying yeah to yeah.
1: yeah he's like holding on yeah
2: that was in spider-man like Two, jesus yeah. everybody lifts him <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i thought doc brown
1: <laughs> um but yeah but even in that scene um it's memorable too like we got we get the guy who's all like yeah, Spider Man, and then Iron Man showed up. I was like, Yeah, Iron <laughs> yeah,
2: Man. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, fuck Spider Man. <laughs> it was funny though because he's like, Yeah, Spider Man, and then Spider Man's plan fails. He's like, Oh shit! <laughs> he's
1: like, <laughs> You suck, Spider Man. Yeah, uh, be- bitch ass had to be saved by Iron Man.
2: Yeah, yeah. I will say I'm glad that all those cars got rushed out of that section by the water. Otherwise, that <laughs> ferry wouldn't have gone back together. It's one of the things I couldn't stop thinking about. Um, but yeah, so, so let me ask you one, one last thing, just real fast uh, for you, Carson. Was so I I loved like the i the the way the choreography was for the fight on top of Stark's plane like the way that uh the vulture had to like stab into the ship to prevent himself prevent himself from being blown past just by the wind going by and it's like at moments it was hard to see what was happening because everything was so like windblown and like jittery and shaking and stuff like that but it was like use; it was almost like you couldn't visually pick out the detail but you could tell what was happening and why the character was doing it and there's something really interesting about that And i'm just curious for you carson whether the the way that scene was shot uh took away from the interesting dynamic of how that was choreographed
1: oh i i didn't have any problem with it like i i thought it looked i thought it looked good it didn't look uh dark just because like it it looked Dark, like, naturally dark, not like, oh, sh- I can't see anything that's happening. Um, yep. the, the camera was steady, too. Like, if it was shaking around, it was obviously, again, uh, to naturally give you the sense that you're on the side of a fucking plane or something. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like, it's kind of like I always go back to, um, well, now, uh, also Sicario, but, like, I always go back to, like, uh, the end of Skyfall. You know, like Roger Deakins shot that where it's like everything, like the only thing that's being lit are like is like the fire from James Bond's mansion that blew up. Like it, they all look like they're in hell and, you know, they're running around at the end. And um like that, it was like so dark and like it was just barely lit, but it, you could see everything. And then that was like at the end of Sicario, too, where they all put on like the um, the the uh, fuck. What, what is that? the Like the night vision scene. Yeah. Mm mm-hmm. So, like, that was, like, the same deal, whereas, like, how, like, how does it look so simple, but then in another movie, it looks like, like, what? Like, how? Like, how? It, it's so weird to me, like, that, you know, that that it, it it's, I mean, I know it's not, but it seems so effortless, and then, like, in other movies, you're just like, man, how did it all go so wrong? But I didn't have a problem with that scene in this movie. I thought it looked fine. I mean overall like the movie looked pretty good i um it it kind of like got into that like bland visual marvel look but uh, there was enough in it that uh that was okay i mean i think the the main selling point for this movie was like the the characters and everything like that was elevating yeah. it like it could have looked like they could have shot it on a fucking you know razor flip phone and it still would have been good <laughs> Mm, i don't know about that <laughs> the, just because the everything else was so strong you wouldn't watch tangerine yeah. spider-man no <laughs> I, I think it would still work if they did it that way you know I, I like the visuals weren't really the selling point in this movie but it didn't look cheap that's for sure
2: yeah no cool well uh, should we call it an evening
1: sure
0: I guess one final thought. I enjoyed the MJ reveal quite a bit. I thought oh, that yeah. was pretty surprising. No.
1: If I may, that one I did see coming. I was like, I'm pretty sure Zendaya is going to be MJ. So I I, I did I got called that one, guys. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Ian, know. I'm proud of you. I know, I know.
2: Please be proud of me, please. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to take off. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk at you next time. Bye!
0: Spider-Man,
2: Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can Spins a web any size, catch his seeds, just like guys, look out! Here comes a Spider-Man Is he strong? Listen, Doug!